Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back, everybody. It feels like it has been forever as I did not have a Saturday stream because family was in town. And again, thank you to all who understand always whenever family's in town, that family comes first. That's why I love this community so very much. But also because I was not able to be on Friday Night Tights this week because the panel was basically full. Uh, because I started a little bit later than everybody else, it uh, means that once the panel's full, there's not much else that I can really do. So that kind of felt weird to not be on Friday Night Tights. So it really feels like it's been a long, long time since I have been able to talk with many of you, uh, let alone on the OMB Reviews channel. So thank you all for joining me tonight here Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about something I was not able to talk about last week, which is Rings of Power. Rings of Power. It is finally out. And boy, oh boy, is it out. We also, of course, have the latest episode of House of Dragon, which is fine. It's an okay show. Still, as I mentioned last time and will continue to mention, it still has this shadow lingering over it. This is, of course, Game of Thrones Season 8. But... I will say at the very least that there's at least one interesting character, which I'm sure means that the character is probably going to get killed in the next couple of episodes uh, in the character of Damon played by Matt Smith. But, hey, at least it's not terrible. At least it is not awful. I can say at least that much. Um, and what I can say is what is truly awful, and I think it's honestly... It's honestly worse objectively than Rings of Power, though Rings of Power, I think, is worse simply because of how little respect it has for Tolkien. I think that that level of disrespect is on a whole other level. That being said, She-Hulk is by far, I think, one of the worst, if not the worst, television show that's ever been created. And so having to drag myself through that every week is quite an experience as well. So I was very unhappy <laughs> that I was not able to share my disgust with uh, that show, especially last week as well. But here I am, I am here, and I'm able to talk about those things tonight. So if you like this video, smash that like button, lap that fire button if you're watching on Odyssey. Let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We've got Tina Beat, Empress of the Universe, saying smash that like button on the way in. Thank you for being here, Tina B. And Stephanie is not going to be here on Tuesdays anymore, everybody. She mentioned it on the Discord. Uh, get yourselves over to the Discord if you are not yet already. It's a fun place to be. But, yeah, Stephanie B. mentioned on Discord that because of the fact that she's always rushing home from work, and obviously work is much more important, I fully support that, um, and the fact that she usually comes on with maybe a few minutes left in the show, it's really not worth going through all of that hassle and all that stress just to come on for the last few minutes if she even makes it for that. So she's going to go ahead and take Tuesdays off, and so she'll be here on Saturdays. So, Tina, thank you very much for being here this evening. Very, very much appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Tina B. We got Keely Chow in the chat. Hail to you, Keely. Thank you very much for being here. Always great to see you in here. We got Mike Jackson. Hail to you, Mike Jackson. We got member, Miss Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? Thank you very much for being here. Um, let's see. Uh, thank you also, Tina, for taking care of that troll. Um, <laughs> already. Man, that's early in the stream for that kind of thing. <laughs> but thank you, Tina, for being here to take care of that. Cacao and Cookies Minions in the chat. Hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. We got Sherry Allen. What's going on, Sherry? I hope that you are feeling well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Uh, let us see. Who else do we have? We have Alex McCarthy. What's going on, good sir? He says, howdy, old, and how's it going, Al's Thor? Finally saw Elvis and Top Gun Maverick. Both my top two movies of the year gave Elvis a 9.5 and Top Gun 2 a 9. Yeah, I need to get myself to watching Elvis. I'm still dragging my feet because I just don't want to see that Tom Hanks performance. You, you all know very well at this point my thoughts about the Tom Hanks performance, even just from the trailer. Um, little children! Um, yeah, so I'm dragging my feet specifically for that reason. I've heard amazing things about, I believe the young actor's name is Austin Butler. I hear that he is phenomenal in the role. Um, and that he is is just solid throughout. So that's the reason why I do plan to watch it at some point, but I'm definitely dragging my feet on that one. One, because of Tom Hanks, and two, because it is a longer film, um, and so having to deal with a longer film with that Tom Hanks performance is making me definitely want to drag my feet <laughs> a bit on that. Uh, but I'm glad that you finally saw Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is, at this point, probably my favorite film of the year. Bullet Train is definitely up there as well. But yeah, Maverick just has so many amazing things going for it. Uh, and I think that the cinematography and the visual effects, especially those practical stunts, are honestly, at the very least, those stunt those stunt workers need to be given, you know, kudos for everything. Not to mention the actors themselves who became the stunt people by actually being in the passenger seat of the jet itself is is an amazing feat as well. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, G-Monkey76, hail to you, G-Monkey. Thank you very much for being here. Griffin Turbo in the chat, hail to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a friend. Mike Jackson tagging there. What's going on? We got Laura, the modern major general of the channel. What's going on, Laura? Thank you very much for being in the chat. We got In Disguise. Meet me. What's going on, In Disguise? I feel like it's been a while. Glad to have you here. G-Man in the chat. Hail to you, G-Man. Thank you very much for being here. We got Snortapoopus Cuber saying, Hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snortapoopus? Thanks for being here. Fear of FEMA in the chat. We also got Rosie G12. Hail to you, Rosie. Thanks for being here. Mr. Roy, what's going on, Mr. Roy? Thank you very much for being here. Uh, Keep the chat. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. It's good to see you, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Tina, thank you for taking care of that darn bot. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, whose member says, I just bought the remastered version of Lord of the Rings. I saw you sharing that on the Discord. I do already have them on Blu-ray. Since they're my favorite movies, I don't mind having more Blu-rays. I think, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the remastered versions, hopefully those are, of course, the extended edition versions, the extended edition remastered versions, uh, because that, that is the way that it is deserving to be seen. Um, yeah, absolutely. You can never have too many copies of, of Lord of the Rings. I think that is something that this community especially will have full support and fully support you in that decision-making process. Uh, it's a good purchase there. Sherry Allen, tired to say, I'm good. Thank you. Having a good day. Glad to hear Glad to hear it is a good day. Always glad to hear. Victor Fontaine, what's going on? Welcome back into the chat. I appreciate it. Uh, Tina says, Tom Hanks was a POS, and so was the Colonel. Beautiful casting, in my opinion. No, I don't deny that I'm going to appreciate it for that reason. I guess it's going to be similar to uh, other films that I've seen where I'm not a big fan of the actor necessarily, but I try to separate art from the artist to be able to do so. This is a different case, though, because the reason why I don't want to see it is not because of my feelings towards Tom Hanks. It's because of the performance that I'm seeing from the trailer, which I know isn't a lot, but it's enough for me to go, that's going to bother me a lot. Not not that it's going to be, oh, he's an ass, and, and so therefore he's fitting the character. It's, no, 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 that performance is going to literally grind my gears in a very bad way. 
in the way where it's like, I, I don't want to, it's like, I, I'm going to want to mute you because it's going to be so distracting because literally the trailer, he shows himself to be eating up the scenery in every scene that he's in. And if that's how it is in the movie too, which I, I have to imagine Tom Hanks <laughs> being the person and the actor that he is, he is in a lot of scenes. Um, that Again, that's what bothers me. So yeah, for me, it's not, it's not an art versus artist situation in this specific case, but I could definitely understand that. Uh, Canoli Sasquatch says, hey, buddy, I watched the first two episodes of Ring of Power and reviewed it on my channel. It's so bad. I had to watch Maverick right after so I could see what good cinema was. Yeah. Um, uh, well, good on you for watching uh, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick after that. But yeah, it's just, oh, man, Rings of Power. The problem with Rings of Power, I think the biggest problem, other than, I mean, let's just get get the, you know, you know elephant in the room, right? It is not Tolkien. All right. That's the biggest problem that the show has ultimately is that it, it's just simply not Tolkien. And, and they've established that. We, we've known that for a long time. But then to actually see it play out, and you're like, man, this just has none of the life to it. There is so much potential. You think about how much money they had on each of those episodes, and you think, man, if this had been put into the hands of, of a capable director or even just a capable producer who can get the right people in the right places at the right times, I mean, if you had even Peter Jackson you know, on there as, as like a showrunner, I, I wouldn't necessarily even want him as a director after what he did with The Hobbit. But maybe as just the showrunner, maybe as just the person who could find the right people for, for a story actually rooted in Tolkien, maybe actually rooted in the Cimmerillion or actually rooted in some of the histories of like the Indices and other things like that. It has that potential within it. The problem is, is that that's not what it is. All right. <laughs> that's not what it is. It's completely soulless. It is lacking that Tolkien flair that it so desperately needs. But second to that, so again, that, that I think is the biggest issue straight off the bat. But then the second one, the second biggest problem, because you, you have to start there, all right? You have to establish that first. The second biggest problem with the show is that it's boring. It's so boring. I was actually talking with a coworker about it today, and it made me have to bring up a quote from one of the best movies of all time, which is, of course, uh, I was going to say Kidding King Arthur's Court, but that's not the movie. Great movie, not the movie I was thinking of, uh, but Search for the Holy Grail, Monty Python and then Search for the Holy Grail, where there's that scene where they go, get on with it! That is my entire emotion the entire time I'm watching both episodes, the first two episodes of Rings of Power. It's like, okay, we get it. Can you please continue? Can you please move forward? Can you please tell us something? Can you please actually, you know, drink, draw my interest in? Since you're not going to give us Tolkien, you might as well give us something to look at. No, no, you're not going to do that? Okay. I guess I'll just sit here and 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 count the the specks that I see on, on my wall and watch paint dry. Because that might actually be more interesting than what we're seeing, right? So those are really the two major issues. First one, of course, straight off the bat, it's not Tolkien. That's a major problem, of course. That's the biggest flaw it has. But second to that, and also very important, is that it's boring. It's not compelling at all. The characters are very uninteresting. I, I wouldn't even go so far as to say that the actors are bad. You might have some people out there trying to talk about some of the actors and, and their performances, but I think that a lot of that is actually people allowing their emotions about what they're doing to Tolkien and their emotions about the way that they're pronouncing certain things, right? Keep in mind that that is not necessarily especially since all of the actors are doing it, that seems to be a direction. 
And so it's the actors taking that direction, which means that there's shared, you know, there's blame to share there. But I don't think the acting is actually bad. I don't think the acting is, is really bad at all in, in most of those instances. I think that anyone who is going that direction probably are allowing their hatred of other elements of the show to seep in because the acting is actually not bad. That being said, doesn't mean that there's anything amazing in it performance-wise. There's nothing revolutionary or revelationary in any way when it comes to the acting. Basically, it's a very expensive, boring, generic fantasy. That, that's essentially what it is. So those are my thoughts about the first two episodes. It's just, it's, it's a giant bore. It's not Tolkien, and both of those are major issues. And it has that potential. It has those elements within it to be something at least entertaining, but it doesn't, you know? It has it in potency, but it's not being actualized because of the people running the ship, as it were. Anyway, Alex McCarthy says, Both Austin Butler and my cousin Tom Hanks did great in Elvis. Uh, well, Alex McCarthy, hearing you say that Tom Hanks did a good job in Elvis makes me immediately question the movie. <laughs> you should, Alex, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Because that now, now the slow crawl that I am approaching this film with has now has now gone a lot slower. Hearing you say that, we all we all know about Alex McCarthy's movie opinions. <laughs> Brian Barth, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat, Michael Hill. Thank you for that super sticker, the giant thumbs up. I appreciate that. You are awesome. Shout out to Low Watermark. Thank you so very much for the twenty five dollar donation via Streamlabs. Thank you for circumventing Mama Susan. Making sure that YouTube ain't get a dime of that. And for that $25 donation by Streamlabs. He says, Happy Tuesday! Happy Tuesday to you as well. It is a feria day. For those wondering why the green lights are on, it's a feria day. And so since we are in the time after Pentecost, it means the season's color is green. Actually, a couple of ferias this week. Got a feria today, a feria tomorrow. And then Thursday, it's the Feast of the, the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Exciting times. Let's see. Joey Horn. What's going on, Joey Horn? Hail to you, good sir. By the way, I'm just going to say it now because I might forget at the very end, but in the shout-out video for September, I need to add in Joey Horn. So, Joey Horn, thank you very much for being a supporter over on Patreon, good sir. If I happen to forget, I'm just going to say it right now. Give you the spotlight, as it were. But don't worry, it will be added in at some point. This week has just been crazy because family was in town all weekend, and so that was really busy. Of course, dealing with baby Thor is always, again, it's a joy, but it also takes a lot of work. And then going back to work today was very weird because we have a very set schedule. So our classes are fixed, meaning that essentially three of my classes that I should have had yesterday just poof, disappear, which means that now my rotation starts with basically think of it this way. There's eight slots and normally the way my brain works is, okay, I start with my first period, and then it just goes rotation. Now, because of this, now my first is actually sixth. So that was kind of throwing me for a loop today amidst other just technical issues. And unfortunately, also, uh, baby Thor got a little sick towards the end of the day. Uh, he's got some some digestive issues going on. So I also feel bad because the lady Freya, who works from home, is unfortunately then going to have to... Uh, try to work and also entertain a toddler, which, as I'm sure anyone who has children or who has had toddlers before knows, that is, uh, oh man, it's quite a feat to to seek. So, anyway. 
my, my thoughts and my heart are, are out with the Lady Freya. I know that tomorrow is going to be a difficult day. And uh, don't worry, Baby Thor, though, he's doing fine. He was, he was still his cheerful self. He never shows it whenever he's sick. He always is just somehow able to find the good. He still, again, has those toddler moments, but as far as his illnesses go, luckily they're very rare, and when they do happen, he's, he's usually a pretty strong trooper about it. All right. Let's go ahead and look and see who else we got in here. We got Michael Hill says, Hail, gotta support my favorite FNT. Well, thank you, Michael Hill. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, and again, I was very, I was very sad. I was not able to to be on the show this week. But again, unfortunately, the panel was full because we had extra person this week. We had three guests this week, and so with everyone else already on, and because I already come in late anyway, there wasn't any room. And by the time, uh, especially since now I'm off social media, uh, that's been a little bit of a trickiness uh, factor as well. Um, unfortunately, one of the persons who probably would have sent me a link uh, because he was able to didn't find it until towards the very end of the stream and that by that point I was already in bed because <laughs> I can't I can't stream for four or five hours it's just not within me that's why I usually get on around six get off around eight eight thirty because I think two two and a half hours is more than enough but that, that's just my own thought uh, Alejandro's opinion is better what's going on he's had to say uh House of the Dragon is so clear of Lord of the Rings only thing that hurts that show for House of Dragon its characters looks like Rainus, lack of black hair, Baratheon blood, seed is strong, breaks the lore, and the Valerians. Okay, Alejandro, that really didn't make a lot of sense to me. There's a lot of broken stuff in there. I'm sure you were trying to condense it all into one sentence. But what I can say, since you brought up House of the Dragon, is that it is just so infinitely better than than what uh, Rings of Power has. Because at the very least, when it comes to House of Dragon, there is a story. There is movement going on within that story. Um, and I think actually the, the movement is, is actually going almost too quickly in a certain respect. Like the time jump between episodes one and two is a, is a couple of months. No, sorry. It's like six months maybe. And then the jump between episodes two and three are, is like two years. So that's just bizarre to me because I'm like, oh my goodness, like there's all this time jumping just between episodes. So it's a little jarring at first. Um, I suppose that they, they kind of have to, to, to tell the story that they're trying to tell. But it does also make it a bit jarring from time to time. It also makes the question of, okay, are they going to have to replace the actors throughout the show? I don't know. All I can say is that if the lead actress, the girl right now who is the heir to the the, the throne, I, I, I just, again, not trying to drag her down at all, but I do have to say she is, as I said previously, a very clearly green actress. I don't think she's being given the best direction based on her being a green actress. And... It's, again, not a good thing when one of the supporting actresses is upstaging the main actress or someone who is supposed to be one of the main actresses in the show, if that makes sense. Because I think the character that she has is actually one that is interesting, but I think that it would actually be a lot more interesting if there was a more interesting actress playing the part instead. Um, Not to mention, something that I don't think I realized how much it bothered me until maybe just this moment are the wigs this season. I mean, I knew the wigs in the original Game of Thrones, especially for the Targaryens. You were like, oh, okay, yeah, there's, you know, come on, people. But this season, it's just it's just so unnatural. Every every person with the wig just looks so unnatural. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, that that's a, that's something that I don't typically have as much of a problem with. My wife is obsessed with that because she can always see 
everything when it comes to wigs. Um, but yeah, even when even I'm starting to notice, I'm like, oh, okay, this just doesn't look quite right here. There's some issues going on. But at the very least, at least with House of Dragon, there are very... I think the production value is there. I think the dragon effects are actually really, really cool. The dragons are very well designed. I think the, the, the use of visual effects and the money they're using on the show is actually, for the most part, money well spent. You've got some pretty talented actors behind uh, this, this, this lead actress. Luckily, she's not in every single second of the show. And I do think that you have a lot of... Uh, potential in a lot of these characters that they're establishing. I will say, though, I guess spoiler warning for the most recent episode of House of the Dragon, if you don't want to know any spoilers, you might want to pause it or mute it for the next, you know, 10, 15 seconds or so. But in this episode, unfortunately, the Crab King dies. And that made me very sad because, as I mentioned the last time I talked about the episodes, I was like, hey, this Crab King dude is actually pretty interesting to me. That's a pretty cool villain. Again, it's also silly when you say it out loud because... He, he uses crabs to eat people. Again, makes you ask some questions there. But at the same time, I'm like, I thought that this character was going to be around a little bit longer. And then I remembered, oh, wait, this is George R. R. Martin we're talking about. So why, why am I pretending to be surprised or why am I surprised at all at this going on? But hey, I, I will say that at the very least, it's, it's keeping my attention. I'm intrigued by the direction the show's going in to the point where I'm actually... I don't hate watching it every week um, versus She-Hulk, which is just an atrocity and a train wreck. And I just, ugh. The last week's episode, especially with the, was it, hip-hop artist, I guess, who's featured on the show and the twerking. Oh, it was awful. It was just, ugh. Patui. I spit at it. But then, yeah, Rings of Power, which is just a giant boar, you know? Anyway. Bongo says, green today to celebrate the awesome She-Hulk show. No. Definitely not to celebrate a She-Hulk show because that would imply that there is a good, let alone great, She-Hulk show. And that that is not at all what we have going on here. Scooter over on Odyssey says, hey, oh, glad you're on Odyssey. Trying to get away from YouTube as much as possible. Hey, Scooter, no problem at all, man. Yeah, I multi-stream all of my streams over to Odyssey. Have my videos mirrored over there as well. I also found out just the other day that Rumble, I think, finally dropped its... Um, it's requirement for you to pay to live stream. So because I was running a little late today, which is why the, the link in the stream wasn't created until <laughs> basically like 10 minutes before the show, again, because of, uh, you know, baby Thor being sick and just that, you know, delay in the schedule. I had to get some things work-wise done as well because I couldn't do it because I had to leave a little earlier, et cetera, um, with, with all that happening. Because of all of these things, though, I... I uh, was not able to get a stream set up on Rumble, but I might be able to start also multi-streaming to Rumble. We'll see what happens. Um, that'll be interesting, to say the least. Anyway, In Disguise says, Best to have physical copies of your favorite movies, as they can edit them and doing this to great films, because of reasons, absolutely. Absolutely. Even if it's small things like giving you a trigger warning before the movie on a streaming service is a great example of that, Right. And it's absolutely true. If you buy anything on digital, absolutely, you have to deal with that. That's why typically for me, if I'm buying or renting anything through digital, it's going to be something that either I just really want to see and wasn't able to catch it in theaters, or, and I'm on a time crunch basically, or it's a movie that I really don't care that much about, um, and like maybe I had a gift card or something, you know? Because if it's a movie that I care about, I'm buying it on physical media. 
Like that that's just straight up gonna happen. I just picked this one up the other day actually, and I love this movie so very much. And so I think now that I, I think I now actually have an extra, extra copy that I can give away at some point in the future. But uh, if anyone's never seen this film, Warrior, oh my goodness, this is a phenomenal movie. And again, Lionsgate is killing it with their 4K releases because not only do they have really awesome art designs for it, but they have these plastic slipcovers, which no other steelbook has. And again, look at that. They also put artwork in the actual cover itself that is fantastic that is what every single company every single studio needs to do this and it's sad that only Lionsgate is doing it luckily they have some good movies and so I'm able to say hey okay that's from Lionsgate I'm picking that bad boy up because I know it's gonna look really cool and that it's gonna have that practical cool artwork uh, effect with the casing for it so anyway with all that being said, Orange Hour Views was a member on the channel saying, The sky shook and the sun shined orange, and thus an orange hat fell from the heavens. Howdy, folks. Howdy, Odin. What's going on, Orange Hat? I appreciate you being here. Hail to you. Thank you for joining. You and your orange hat, of course. Of course! YouTube me over on YouTube. What's going on? Welcome back to the chats. Father Luca, hail to you, Father. Thank you for being here. Here in the Steadfast, hail to you. Thank you for being here as well. If you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin, it lets me know that you're trying to get my attention. It lets me know that you're trying to get my attention on any of the platforms you are on. So again, at Odin, very beginning of your comment. It's kind of like the code word of the channel, I guess we could say. Um, otherwise, if you're a member on the YouTube channel... It shows your name is green, and so I know to highlight your name unless you are tagging somebody else in the conversations. And I invite you to have those conversations. Anyway, Brian Barth says, Did you know that Francis Ford Coppola is coming out of retirement to make his film Megalopolis? He is financing it himself with a budget of $120 million. I did not hear that, and to be honest, I don't care that much for it. I just, what have you done for me lately, Francis Ford Coppola, as far as newer films? Again, because of his retirement, especially, I just, yeah, again, I know that you're a big fan, so I hope that you're happy. I just, yeah. Anyway, Kimberly G, good evening, Odin Mods and chat. Good evening to you, Kimberly G. Thank you very much for being here. Joey Horn says, I couldn't even get through one episode of Rangs of Primer. It was coma-inducing. Yes, that's how slow and boring it was. It was indeed coma-inducing. Uh, thank you again for hanging out over on Odyssey Scooter. Again, if you have a comment or question that you want me to read aloud, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comments. Helps me stay organized, especially on days like today where my brain is so scattered. Let's see. Keely Chow tagged to say, I'm going to channel my inner Gary to say the following. Spending $1 billion on crack would make a lot more sense for Amazon. <laughs> definitely, it definitely seems that way for sure. Deadline 247, what's going on? In disguise, tagged to say, watching Rings of Power was like chugging a bottle of NyQuil. Yes, I think that is completely accurate as a statement. Again, biggest issue, it's not Tolkien, clearly. Second biggest issue, it's a giant boar. A giant, giant boar. Anyway, let us see. Orange Eye Review says, Odin, I will not watch a review. I will not watch or review Rings of Power. There's no way I can be objective. I know my limits. Again, as the famous philosophers once said, know thyself. 
All right, those ancient Greeks knew what they were talking about in some instances. And know thyself is a very important aspect, right? We have to know ourselves, know our limits, etc. And that's like one of the reasons why I got off social media. I knew my limits. And I was like, no, I, I can't do this anymore. And that's why I, I don't even have like a shadow account on there. Because it's like, no, I, I, I just, I, again, I know myself. And I know that I can't even have like a fake account where I'm just on there for certain messages. It's just, again, I know that it would not be good for me. Um, and again, I, I got off of the social medias because of mental health and spiritual health reasons. So why would I put myself in a position to, you know, <laughs> why do I put myself in a position that I was trying to get away from in the first place, as it were? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I appreciate the fact that y'all know that and respect it. And it really does mean a lot to get that love from y'all. That's why the Asgardian community is the best community out there. All right. LordsG12 says, it's not bad, Odin. Well, then, you have not seen what I have seen. If we're talking about House of the Dragon, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. It's not terrible. It's definitely not terrible. As I said, at the very least, it has Matt Smith playing a very interesting villainous character who is multidimensional, which is very rare for a lot of shows these days. I mean, there's a lot of ways that that character should could could have been written where it would have been very stereotypical, and instead, there is some nuance to it. And so, yeah, I have to give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Not saying the show is perfect by any means. I think that it's absolutely op- open to criticism and probably a lot of criticism at that. But, compared to Rings of Power, yes, <laughs> I would say... Uh, it's a it's a, par- a comparison game there. Uh, Father Luca, thank you for catching my reference there. Yeah, reference to the doctrine on act and potency. Noise. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Aristotle. Aristotle and Aquinas, act and potency. That was probably the most fun that I've had so far in the classroom this year, just because it's amazing to, to see the somewhat blank stares going back of, oh my goodness, what do these words even mean? But then when they start to get it, it's like, oh, actually, that makes sense. Yeah, act and potency. Good stuff. Good stuff, Father Luca. Thank you for noticing. It's the little things in life. It's the little things in life, as I like to say. All right, Chaz has jumped on me like it always does. Let us see who we have as far as comments are concerned. I think I've already given my general thoughts about the show, so I think we'll probably hang out in the chat a little bit tonight. I think I might do a little bit of box office stuff because we do have, I believe, we finally have some weekend actuals or the very least the, let's see. Is this the three-day weekend actuals? Could be. Basically, Top Gun Maverick ended up taking the number one spot after 15 weeks. It actually increased by 27% from the previous week. Bullet Train, by the way, gained 3%. Spider-Man No Way Home, and this is actually, got, got to call out Sony here. Sony was claiming to have, like, huge numbers for its more stuff, more fun stuff version. And, I mean, it did well. It made $5.4 million, and, hey, the, the film's been out for a long time on physical media. But it was claiming the number one spot. But according to at least the numbers, right now Top Gun Maverick is showing itself in the number one spot and Bullet Train is in the number two spot. Very, very good for Bullet Train. As you all know, I'm a big fan of Bullet Train. I think that it's a film well worth seeing in theaters. To me, it's, it's very much akin to Top Gun Maverick, where it's just a fun movie, and that's something that's so rare these days. So, so rare. All right. 
or YouTube chat. Okay, the chat says, the only time I see that much green is on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Which, just the name of St. Patrick's Day in general tends to trigger me a little bit just because I'm just so sad to see what has happened to such a great feast of a great saint. <laughs> uh, just Joe 47 what is going on? Let's see. Kelly Chow says, I hope baby Thor gets well soon. Well, thank you. Appreciate those well wishes. As I said, he's a trooper, so he usually heals up pretty quickly. And uh, as I said, he's he, he. you wouldn't know he was sick. You wouldn't know he was sick. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, what's going on, good sir? Sherry Allen says, you are my prayers in your family, and you are my heart. It's really hard to look after a toddler who's not well while working. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, early on when he was still very, very young before we, you know, before he was in daycare, before he started going to school, as we, we like to call it, because um, it is a, it's basically set up like a school. And before that, there was the was last summer. Yeah, man, it's crazy to think about it. But uh, yeah, summer of not this year, but of last year. I remember that I spent like almost an entire month just stay at home dadding because because my wife had to, to work. She actually had to be in the office during that time. And when she was at home, she was working. And so it was it was tough. And at that point, it was, you know, we weren't even at the toddler years yet you know, or the toddler time yet. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely will be praying for, for my wife tomorrow, sick toddler, while having to work. Let's see, Joey Horn says, they will be replacing the two female leads in House of the Dragon, says Joey Horn. Okay, gotcha. I actually wouldn't mind if they kept the other lead, the, the one who ended up marrying the king. Because I think, one, she's actually a good actress. I think that she's actually, you know, she's actually competent. And and two, also, I think that with her, it seems to me, and again, I don't know this because I haven't looked it up, but she seems to be also a little older than the other actress who's playing the daughter. So I feel like she could probably, even through makeup, be made to look older as the show progresses. But, okay, that is interesting, Joey Horn, that they are doing that. And it does make me a bit happy that, at the very least, the one girl, again, the Targaryen uh, the, the, the Targaryen heiress is, is going to be replaced. Because, again, not trying to tear, tear the little girl down, but it's just, not, uh, it's just not good. It's just not good, McQueen. Not good. <laughs> uh, I saw this. I had to highlight it. Yes, absolutely. Got to have the, <laughs> the throw up going on. Uh, Gary Banjo Sauer says, How the dragon I found good. Where can I can I get my wig? Winter is coming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, seriously. That's what they need to start selling for the show because that is what they are doing the best to promote is wigs. Blonde, blonde wigs. Yes. Instead of shirts or mugs or anything else, that's what they should be marketing. Because you probably would get more sales there just from people who want to you know, dress up for Halloween as as a spoof of the show versus anything else. Super says, hey, what is up, my dude? Sorry I'm late, kind of forgot. It was Tuesday. Having ADD is annoying sometimes. Well, yes, I'm having ADD myself, I definitely can connect with that. And yeah, today was definitely a weird one because having the three-day weekend, but having family in, right, time moves a little bit differently. Also, last night was weird for me as well because, yeah, um, uh, here's a fun fact from from my life. Because I know sometimes people people enjoy these types of anecdotes. Some probably it drives them crazy. But last night was the first time I'd ever participated in a fantasy football draft. And it stems from the fact that I have a little nephew who is about seven. And so 
therefore he doesn't have a phone. Good, good on you, uh, sister. But uh, <laughs> but he wanted to do fantasy football, and he wanted to do it with the with the family. Um, and so because of that, we decided to set up our family league. And so like my mom and dad are in the league, and then all my siblings and all the spouses are in the league, and then my little <laughs> my little nephew is in the league too. And uh, it was my first experience ever of doing a draft. We were using the Yahoo app. And uh, you know, let's just say it was it was quite the experience. And it was funny because at one point the draft is going really well. Everyone is making choices. It's a little frustrating because I don't really understand what any of the things mean, like what any of the numbers or anything like that mean. And then all of a sudden it just stops. It just pauses and it says the, the draft has been halted. The draft has been paused. The draft has been this. And it turns out it's because my dad, who's not technologically inclined, hadn't even downloaded the app yet. And so we had to wait for for old man there to, to do that. And then finally the draft could continue. It was actually, that specifically was actually pretty fun. Uh, just because it was, again, family in there. And I was like, hey, well, if, if that's what the entire season was, was just that one night and that one evening, hey, that, that, that that's entertaining and that's fun. Um, but... Yeah, I, I still have no, I have still have no plans to actually watch any of the football games. I might keep an eye on on the app to see my score, I guess. Um, but yeah, my first matchup is against my mom. I don't really know how to feel about that. Again, it's it's fantasy football, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's like, do I do I trash talk? I don't know if I should really be trash talking my mom. It just, I don't know. It seem 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 odd. It seem odd to me. But anyway, with all that, too, my whole timing and schedule is just totally off. Rosie says, anyone know how we can view My Son Hunter? I don't know where it's being released. I think, isn't it being released uh, soon? Let's see, My Son Hunter. I assume that if it was going to be anywhere, I would assume it would probably go the 2000 Mules route and be a local slash rumble premiere would would be my guess. Let's see, MySonHunter.com. Yes, okay, that's exactly what they're doing. Okay, so yeah, if you want to watch it, you can either buy it outright, it looks like. So you send your email, and then I guess you can buy it outright that way and get like a download code. And then there's also a locals link. So yeah, they're doing the same thing that Dinesh D'Souza did through that 2000 Mules. So two ways to watch it, it looks like, through locals, and also, again, through the email. Though I don't know how the email thing would necessarily work. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by that. But at the same time, I don't really like the whole, I understand, again, I understand and respect it because obviously with cancel culture, especially for Gina Carano and, and so many of the other people involved with the project and the project itself, I mean, there's just no way that a mainstream outlet's going to allow that to, to play on their platform. At the same time though, it's like, yeah, but I want to support those, those, those movies and I want to support those platforms when they do those types, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to justify that one. Similar to like the physical media discussion that we were having, you know, it's just, sometimes it's just a bit, it's a bit much. Cause I don't, I don't know how much they, they're going to charge. I assume they're going to charge like $20 for it though. If I had to guess anyway, the, the name of we over on Odyssey tagged to say Warner brothers movie release choices are sorely lacking. We have a movie that has enough drama surrounding it. To make its own movie, Don't Worry, Darling, which is getting bombed by critics. Two movies with abusers, Aquaman 2 and The Flash. 
while two squeaky clean movies, Batgirl and Scoob, get shelved. I wouldn't necessarily call Batgirl squeaky clean. It never even got a chance to, to be anything really at all. And apparently it got shelved because it was so bad that they just, they would rather take the $90 million hit there. So I don't necessarily know about uh, the, the point of that being squeaky clean. But also for Scoob, it's, I didn't see the first Scoob. I don't really have any desire to see. I don't know. I don't even remember how well the first Scoob did. I don't remember the, the first Scoob doing insanely well. I can go ahead and try and see if I can look that up real quick. Hopefully the numbers has the budget for the first Scoob to see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's see. It made $26 million. And there is no budget. That yeah, that came out during that came out during 2020. That came out during the dark times, especially for movies. So I'm actually not surprised that they would scrap that movie either. Again, I don't know if they had gone through the process of making it or not. Yeah, that first movie, okay. The first movie cost ninety million dollars. It made ninety million dollars. It made twenty-six million at the box office. It made twenty-seven million in domestic video sales. So obviously that doesn't include any like video on demand or premium video on demand money, but that's not good. That that's well that's well off from breaking even. So yeah, the, the Scoop 2 one actually makes complete sense to, as to why they they would not be moving forward with that one after after the first one. <laughs> Uh, Abomination over on Odyssey says, I guess something happened on Odyssey and it had two streams. Can't see the other stream anymore, so I guess it's fixed. Interesting. Scooter says, just tried my first donation to Odyssey. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, man. I uh, very much appreciate that. Uh, It's not showing up yet on my end, at least, because I have the chat in my OBS. So I assume that it would show up, though, in the actual chat itself. So Scooter says, stream, stream crapped out a couple times, but did a shift refresh and got it back. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But anyway, I appreciate the attempt. All right, back over to YouTube, to the YouTube fam, the YouTube peeps. Thank you again for being here. Smash the like button, light up the fire button on Odyssey. Really does help out a lot with the algorithms and stuff. Let's see. Alejandro says here, I just don't understand Amazon if I have a billion dollars to spend on a show, you can for sure, I will be getting the best directors and actors. This could be the most expensive flop of all time. Yikes. I guess that's the biggest problem, though, is that it's going to be hard to quantify what actually would be a flop for this show. Because the question is, are they gaining subscribers? If so, how many? Are they losing subscribers? If so, how many? Because ultimately, that that's what it comes down to. If the show is going to gain them a certain number of subscribers that is able to offset the cost, okay. But if they're not losing any subscribers either from it, and they're either at a neutral or net gain overall for the total number, I don't know. I feel like it's enough for them to be able to write it off. You think about how much, especially think about a company like Amazon, think about how much money they get every single year. Even if we had reliable metrics, which we really don't. And that's one of the biggest problems with a lot of these streaming services is that there is no reliable metric that we can really have. Yeah, you have some of the homes that have like the boxes and the Nielsen ratings and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? There's the there's like the online version of the Nielsen. 
you have all that stuff, but it's not really very reliable. Even the Nielsen stuff is not always necessarily the best. And because we don't have that, and because we really can't trust the studios to be honest with their numbers, or at the very least to present their numbers in an honest way, because there's different ways, right? You can say, eh, it's the most watched show on Amazon. Well, well, yes, it's, it's your brand new show. So I'm sure compared to your other shows that have been out for a long time and don't have a lot of people actively watching it, yeah, I'm sure that it is the most watched show you have. Um, so yeah, that's so talking about it being a flop is, I think, a difficult thing. Because we can talk about it getting bad press, we can talk about it getting bad reviews, we can talk about them trying to hide those bad reviews, which seems to show that they know about the bad reviews. That doesn't mean necessarily financial ruin or financial failure, you know? So, yeah, if you're losing the stream over on Odyssey, I apologize, I I really can't do a whole lot um, over there. But anyway, Daniel Thorne, what's going on? I see you over on DLive. Alright, back into the YouTube chat. See, Bongo at 725 said the She-Hulk show might be better if it was a Zack Snyder show. Uh, no. Gary Banjo Sandwich says RMB and Dieter can show you where to get premiere disc covers on your media. Oh, no, I, I, I'm sure I could find those. The problem is, is that is that you then have to you have to look for them. And for me, it's I don't really I'm a weird I'm weird when it comes to physical media. All right, because I don't. I'm not concerned all that much about the the protection of the actual like case itself. It's just the fact that when it comes to Lionsgate, the fact that they just include it and that they also incorporate the artwork into it, it just adds that little bit of extra to it, you know? So, but I, I appreciate the shout. Yeah, you know, uh, Robert Meyer Burnett's awesome. I know he does a lot of really good coverage and is very big on, on physical media as well. But, yeah. All right, let's see. A goat, 1971. Titus say, your green background is triggering me. I'm doing my best to cleanse my palate of those two She-Hulk episodes I watched. You're not helping. Uh, well, I do apologize. I do apologize for that. Just know that I have no connection with or any uh, desire to have connection with that She-Hulk abomination. Oh, <laughs> uh, Let's see. Dr. Martin Van Nostren, tag to say, not enjoying Rings of Pride. Nope, not at all. G-Man, what's going on? Thank you very much for being in the chat. And thank you for the $5 super chat saying, all the actors rolling their R's reminds me of a late night news anchor trying too hard with foreign names. (laughs) Yeah. And as I said, um, when all of the actors are doing it, that is a directorial decision. You know, you don't have actors that are making that decision on their own, especially if they're all doing it. So that means that whoever's the showrunner slash primary director of the episodes actively told the actors, this is how we want you to say the names. So, again, the actors are clearly complying with that. And that's one of those tricky things where you're like, well, yeah, they're going along with it. So that, that's why I you know, would have blame towards them. But then also it's like, yeah, but imagine if you were an actor and you are given this role of your lifetime and probably getting a decent paycheck you can see why people would be willing to do things like, you know, we can at least understand it. We may not like it or agree with it, but we can at least understand it. It's all about the nuance, right? It's all about the nuance. All right, chat jumps on me like it always does. Let's go ahead and head back into the chat. 
Let's see. Scooter says, I got an email receipt for the donation, but I didn't see it in the chat. Not sure how it works. Yeah, I think that you have to do it as a hyper chat. Egg says that he keeps losing the stream as well. Man, I'm so sorry to hear that. As I said, uh, I don't know if y'all do use Rumble, but I I think starting probably next stream, I'm going to try to see if I can do a multi-stream over on uh, over on Rumble, so that way there's another platform. But I do have D Live, so again, I am still live on D Live. I believe D Live has has always been pretty consistent as far as stream quality. Daniel Thorne is hanging out over there right now. I think he's still over there, uh, so he could probably tell you about that. But um, but yeah, um, I, I let me try and see if maybe I got an email notification about it. Maybe. Because I think you have to have it listed as a hyper chat. Yeah, I'm not getting. I didn't get an email about it. So maybe that was it. Maybe you clicked support, but you didn't click the hyper chat. I don't know. Abomination over on Odyssey tagged though to say, I just watched Mahler's video on the Snyder Cut. It makes it seem like Snyder did as much as possible to change things to make it his own. I think that's what Amazon did with Rings of Power. Change as much as possible to make it their own. Yeah, I think that the, the biggest difference though is that. Uh, Rings of Power and Amazon are doing it because if they don't, they could probably get in a lot of trouble. Because <laughs> basically, from what I gather, they because of the rights, they can only do certain things. They can only do so many things. Um, and so they're basically having to tiptoe around that. And by doing so, they're making something that is just not Tolkien. So they're using the name Lord of the Rings. They're in many ways bastardizing the name. And just uh, using the name itself, there's another expression, uh, tokenizing basically the name and the characters to try to create something that is lackluster, not only lackluster in the fact that it just lacks all things Tolkien, but then also lackluster in general because it's a giant boar. Daniel Thorne, it says, stream quality is good here, but they still don't pay people when they cash out their lemons. Yeah, I haven't tried to cash out on DLive in a while, just because things slow down quite a bit over there. But I might have to try, because I've never had an issue with that before on, on DLive, personally. Victor Fontaine says, do you have the Spider-Man No Way Home 4K Steelbook reissued, ordered on Amazon, releases this month? Yes, I got that reissue ordered i think i got a couple copies as well so that we can um so i can do some giveaways for my keeper the bifrost level supporters and above on patreon subscribe star and locals so if you're interested in give more giveaways because again i do random giveaways here on the channel during live streams um i don't have one planned for the evening but sometimes i just randomly will will, will you know pull one out and uh yeah, but I, I tend to get extra copies of movies that get re-released or, again, ones that were harder to find. So that will be featured in a giveaway once those come in. Yeah, because I got that one, and then there's a couple others where I was able to get some copies of... Uh, there's a couple of other reissues that I wanted that I was able to get some reissues... That I was able to get some copies of. Some some actually were reissues of things I already had, so that way I could get, like... Because t- you only buy, like, two max, so I get two that I could do for giveaways in the future as well. Uh, Lady Fossilot, what is going on? Hail to you. It says, hey, I'm glad to catch your stream. I wish you a cooler Tuesday than I have. Three digits is a bit much for summer. No. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that is way too much. Luckily, it is not nearly as hot here, and it looks like we're going in the right direction. See, Tina says, no, you have not seen what I have seen is from Galadriel. I recognize that. 
I've heard that dang line enough. If we're talking about the acting, if you've not seen the entire show, then again, the the performance itself is is not terrible. Again, she's not a bad actress. I think that again, a lot of our emotions about the show are coming from our thoughts, and I think they're valid thoughts about the other things going on around the show, surrounding the show with Tolkien, etc. But as just far as like just an objective look at at her performance, again, the rolling of the R's is a directorial decision. As far as the other parts of the show that exist, because there's a lot of other stuff that exists, she's not a terrible actress. Again, gotta separate art from the artist. Rosie 12 says, I was referring to the acting in Rings of Power, which you said earlier wasn't bad. Sorry, no context for the other comment. Yeah, always need context there. It's not terrible. Objectively speaking, it's not terrible acting. Again, I'm not saying that it's revolutionary, but I am also pointing out that I think a lot of people's take on the acting is being skewed by just the view of the show itself, not to mention the fact that the show is just a giant bore, right? Just because the writing is bad, that does not mean that the performance of that writing is bad, right? So if you're bored by the show, a lot of that's going to be the writing. And I think the writing is atrocious. The writing is awful. The writing is really bad. Uh, The pacing is really bad, right? There's a lot of really bad objective elements to the show. The acting is really not one of them. Jeremy Zakowski says, instead of watching Rings of Boredness, I've been watching the Superman anime series. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Super says, I still refuse to watch House of the Dragon, but I'm watching Rings of Power. <laughs> yeah, between the two, definitely would say House of the Dragon is is the better of the shows by a mile. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying that it's a is an objectively good show, uh, House of the Dragon, but hey, at least in comparison, it is much more entertaining. That's for sure. Let's see. Over on Odyssey, Egg says, I own a few shares of Rumble, but it's just not as user-friendly as Odyssey. Odyssey can just be too unstable at times, so I'm mostly here. Yeah, and again, I think that there's these the positives and negatives right to all of the streaming platforms. So I try to give as many people as many options as possible within reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to be a lot more pro-Odyssey, but that's a big issue, right? If you can't handle the live streaming part of it, that's a pretty major part of most creators these days, right? And so if you can't even provide a stable stream, I mean, I, I think Abomination's in almost every single stream on Odyssey. And I think he has issues with the stream every single time. Now, maybe it is the fact that I am trying to to stream out at 60 FPS. Maybe that's a, a part of it. Maybe it can only handle so much. But ultimately, it comes down to, okay, you know, how, how does Odyssey try to, to move forward with it, you know? Uh, Bruce, what's going on, says, I did not get notified about the live stream. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's the reason why over on, uh, if you check out uh, the Discord, there's a link there. I don't have the at tag there, but it is there. And I always stream at the same time. But no, that is a problem because YouTube should have their notifications fixed. Let's see. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, I think I still want and see how House of Dragon plays out before watching it. <laughs> you know, Miss Minnesota, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, that is, not, that is not a bad strategy. Seeing how Game of Thrones ended, right? Again, with, with, with this atrocity, right? If people knew how the show ended, most of them probably would have said, oh, I'm not going to invest my time in that then because that's stupid. So I think that that's actually a good way because I don't think House of the Dragon is going to go eight seasons. All right. Remember, Game of Thrones at its peak 
was one of the best things on television, right? It was an objectively good show. You go back to season one, and you're like, this is actually good stuff. There's some issues with it as far as, you know, for me at least, the nudity and language and such, you know, stuff that's really not needed at all. But hey, otherwise, story-wise, character-wise, you got some good stuff through most of those seasons, and it's really not until eight where things go off the cliff. You start to see the signs of trouble earlier than that, but really things go off the cliff in a very clear way for most people once you get to this season here, all right? House of the Dragon is not anywhere close to, let me try to, I guess, put it into perspective If for, for people wondering, like, what does he mean he likes House of Dragon? House of Dragon is not even close to the third to worst season of Game of Thrones. So it's it's definitely not close to the best season of Game of Thrones, but I would say it's not even close to like a season six or seven, which many consider to be like the next worst seasons. It's still, still not even at that level. I, I think that basically where it is now, if I had to put a scale, best Game of Thrones is a 10. Season eight is like a, a one to be generous because again, zero, got to have something in there. So I don't want to do half points either. So let's just say, to be fair, right, a 10 and a 1. This show is about maybe a 4 or 5. Objectively. Again, it's just... Again, compared to Season 8, it's it's a breath of fresh air. Compared to Rings of Power, it's a breath of fresh air. And there are some good qualities and good elements to it. But, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be very specific about... What I mean when I say that I'm I'm enjoying House of the Dragon, um, it's it's more of a in comparison to the other things that I'm having to watch. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's see. Jim one. Let's see. Tag to say I wouldn't be surprised if the viewership of Rings of Power significantly drops off and the quality of the episodes do not improve. Not that the Amazon will disclose it though. No, they won't disclose it. And again, remember I was making this prediction uh, months ago. I was saying. You know what I think is going to happen? I think that they're going to have crazy numbers for the opening. And I do believe they did because it was crashing nonstop. It was hard for me to get it playing on my TV. I had to watch it on my phone because the TV app wouldn't work. So I knew they were having a lot of traffic, right? Not to mention the amount of money they poured into marketing it. It's just, it's a guaranteed thing, right? Because the people they're marketing to are not going to be the people who know the things that we know about it not really being respectful of Tolkien and all the other nonsense going on with it. Not to mention that it's going to be a boring show. And now it is out, and people are seeing, oh, yeah, this is really boring. I would not be surprised if they were honest, which we know they're not, if those numbers get, like, cut in half. I I would honestly not be surprised if it was a massive drop-off from the first two episodes premiere to the next set of episodes that come out. I I I think that that's going to be massive. But as I mentioned earlier, too, it's really hard to quantify financial losses in in this era, especially when you're dealing with a company like Amazon who can write off almost anything because of the amount of money that they have. Not to mention the whole streaming money nonsense. (laughs) All right, let's see. Orange Review says, St. Patrick, there is a legend in my Irish ancestry that my family were some of the first to be convinced... Uh, some of the first to be converted by St. Patrick. Well, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Phaser says, Hello, my reasonable friend. Should I go see Top Gun Maverick? I'm out of practice going to the movies. Yes, you should. And since things are slow because nothing's coming out until mid-October, 
Hopefully it goes back to IMAX at some point, and I would say go see it in IMAX. It's well worth the time to go see it in IMAX. Luca, Father Luca is praying for family and baby Thor. Thank you, appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, all right. Let's see. Dr. Martin Van Nostren says, How is House of the Dragons mature content-wise? I bowed out of Game of Thrones, seeing way too much gratuitous sex and nudity. So the first episode, it has one scene or sequence of, of scenes where it, it's there. After that, I think there's only like a brief moment in the last couple episodes. So in the first episode, I was concerned because I was like, oh, let's just not go back to this. Basically, one of the characters goes to uh, where, you know, the ladies of the night go, right? He's at one of those houses. And so that is in that first episode. Luckily, it's not long. And luckily, in the other episodes, it really isn't there. Again, I think in episode two or three, there might be a brief moment. Um, but luckily, it, it is mostly fleeting. So... Yeah, as far as the as far as that, because I totally get that. That's what made Game of Thrones very difficult for me to get through personally, um, just because it's like, yeah, you just don't need that. It's just again the degradation of the human person that happens. Luckily, it doesn't seem to be nearly as prominent in this one. At least at this point, we're still pretty early on <laughs> in the season, and I don't know how long the series is going to go. It's not going to go eight seasons because, as I said, Game of Thrones. Right? You think about how good Game of Thrones was for so long. Makes sense that it was able to make it to eight. This one, I would be surprised if it made it to four. To be honest, I could see it getting greenlit for a season two, maybe getting a season three, and depending on where the story goes, Max getting a season four. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. As I said. It's harder to predict with these streaming shows and channels just because of the metrics being difficult. All right. Let's see. Over on Odyssey, Abomination says, I can't wait for them to bring back her super cool ability to create magical constructions that transform into a dragon and utilize it in a dire time when things are looking grim. Would be a shame to have such a cool ability and never utilize it except for confusing dialogue create magical constructions that transform into a dragon? I think I missed that part. <laughs> I think I was so bored that I may have missed that part. Is that is that from Rings of Power? Or is that something that I haven't gotten to yet? <laughs> uh, or was I just so bored and checked out that I didn't even <laughs> recognize that specific scene? Oh, man. Oh, okay. That makes more sense, Abomination. Okay. The origami boat dragon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. Thank you. Yes. That makes a lot more sense. The way you were describing it made me think, wait, was there some like massive dragon thing going on that I missed? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah. That, that, that sequence was, was interesting. <laughs> yeah. The Lady Galadriel, she does the origami. She does the origami. <laughs> uh, Laura, you have a safe drive home. Thanks for hanging out. Keck44, what's going on? Welcome back. Asajj, what's going on? Welcome back, Asajj. And Blazing64, what is going on? Hail to you. Asajj says, I could use $90 million, you know, if they're just throwing money away. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if they were like, hey, we're going to spend $90 million and we're going to get to the post-production process of a film and then you think, wait, couldn't you have spent that $90 million trying to maybe, I don't know, produce 
or advanced technology for desalinization of the oceans to try to help with some of those areas that might need water? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be maybe a better use? Not to say that it would make a dent necessarily, but I'm pretty sure $90 million could be well used in a lot of different ways. Or, you know, maybe also paying for professionals to go to uh, third world countries to teach them how to do some of the basic elements. Because as they say, teach a man to fish. $90 million can send a lot of professionals to different countries and try to help them bring themselves out of poverty in certain conditions. But yeah, what would I know about spending $90 million? Clearly, I must not quite understand that why wouldn't I want to spend it on a show that I'm never going to release, on a movie I'm never going to release about Batgirl. (laughs) Uh, Ridiculous. Scott McKenzie, what's going on? Hail to you. Thank you for being back in the chat. Scott McKenzie, what is the Discord link? So if you go to the top of the video description, there is a link. And you'll see a W.LO, something similar to that. It's my link tree. In there, you'll see the little Discord symbol. Click on the Discord symbol. Brings you into the Discord channel. Just follow the instructions from that point. Chris from the 80s. What's going on, Chris from the 80s? Thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, Giant Rat says, will you be on FNT this week? I hope. I, I was ready. I was in the chat, ready to go on this past week. But as I said, the, unfortunately, the panel was full. And so uh, it would be very impolite to, to bump off any of the guests. And unfortunately, it was full for a huge portion of the stream. It wasn't until I was going to bed that, because <laughs> the stream was very long, it wasn't until the very end of the show when I was already getting ready to go to bed that they were even able to say, oh, we have room now. So again, it happens. And I think especially with a topic like that, with having an extra guest as well, you know, it makes things a little bit more difficult. So, you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, I, I, I planned on being on it last week, but wasn't able to get in and I, I plan on being on this week. But again, I think another issue is that for me, I, I start at 6 PM. That that's when I can jump on the stream is 6 PM Eastern, because as you all know, I go to pick up my son. It's a very important part of my, <laughs> my week. And, uh, it's also very important because my wife is working <laughs> and even though she's working from home, it's not fair for me to say, Oh honey, you need to do this again. But Father Lucas says Rings of Power is the most expensive fanfic. Yeah, that's basically that that's the most generous way of describing it is fanfic. Super says regarding Rings of Power, yeah, Hollywood and streaming services are beginning to normalize hiring inexperienced, inexpensive talents, and I'm not sure what makes them think it's going to work. Not to mention, as I said, they now have the ability, because so many of them are so large, to just write off any show that maybe doesn't do as well. You know? If they really want to push a message, if they are doing just well enough and really want to push a message, they they can write off any losses they might experience. And none of us would be really the wiser for it, because we don't really get access to the numbers that we would need to know exactly how much money they're making or losing. That's always been the trickiest thing. I remember I got into a lot of fights with people in the comment section and in the chat during 2020 when we had the day and date releases because some people were saying, well, that's not fair because the day and date release of HBO Max and the comment that I made, and it's like, I still don't have a good answer to this or no one's been given, no one's been able to give me a good answer to this. 
they say, oh, well, day and date on HBO Max. It's like, okay, you might explain why people didn't go to the theater. That doesn't explain the money it needs to make in order to, to recoup its investment. Because unless you can actually pinpoint the number of subscribers gained or kept because of a specific property, you cannot actually designate money to any project. And until a studio actually makes their numbers transparent, which <laughs> is never going to happen, you're not going to be able to really to tell how much money a, a show on a streaming service is able to, to make or lose. So... Anyway, also, uh, for those that are new to the chat, please put at Ode in the very beginning of your comment. And also know that I am always behind in the chat. It's 8.07 in real life, but it's 7.43 in the chat. So if your comment was made after 7.43, that might be why I never got to it. But I will try my best to do so. Daniel Thorne tagged over on DLive and says, It looks like it will be easy for Top Gun to hold the box office this weekend, but what digital sales could knock it out of the top spot? I don't really follow digital sales as much. It's it's just much harder to to track. And as far as like the net gain profits go, I haven't done enough research into it to be able to say one way or the other. I know that there's a, a pretty large return on, on those numbers, but uh, but yeah, we looking at the release schedule for this weekend. Let's see what what big films do we have coming out? Ah, Barbarian. <laughs> it actually does look kind of intriguing. Uh, it, it's again, I, I've mentioned it in this way before, you know, it's one of those random films that has, that happens to, uh, that happens to feature Justin Long where it's like, Oh, it's one of those weird Justin Long films. That's a horror movie. Okay. May, maybe it'll be interesting. <laughs> so you got that movie coming out. It's about, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for it. So it's a woman who goes to stay at Airbnb, turns out it's double booked, and then all hell ensues when she decides to to stay with this other person that's there. And then I have heard some people recommend this other movie that's apparently getting a wide release called Medieval. That's coming out this weekend, but haven't heard much about it. It's being distributed by The Avenue Entertainment. I have never heard of that before. They have four movies to their name. Press Play, Medieval, The Misfits, The Tiger Rising. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's going on. But I heard people recommend it because, let's see, Michael, Michael Caine. Michael Caine is in the movie. Ben Foster is also in the film. I like Ben Foster. Big fan of Ben Foster and Michael Caine. Matthew Good is in it as well. So the, the cast alone is actually has me intrigued to go see it. Not to mention, set in the 14th century Prague, the Holy Roman Empire is plummeting into chaos after the death of its reigning emperor, while the brothers King Wenceslas and Czech of of Czech and King Sigismund of Hungary battle for control of an empty throne. That sounds interesting. So, hey. I actually have some stuff to see this movie, see this weekend. Now, neither of those really scream big box office to me. So, yeah, I would definitely say, based on the numbers that we have, it's looking pretty good for films like Top Gun Maverick and, and Bullet Train to, to be in the top three, top five at the very least. So, yeah. Let's see. Over on Odyssey says, what I like is I can watch something like Rings of Boredom through the FNT crew, and I don't have to give them a view myself. I refuse to support shows like this. Exactly. And 
again, some people might ask, you know, why are y'all watching it? It's like, well, if we weren't the ones talking about it, guess what? The only voices you would probably have would be what? The people shilling for the show. That's what you would have. All right, G-Man, tag to say, at $1 billion, they better be bringing a lot of subscribers, otherwise it's a flop. Yeah, and again, that's the reason why it's it's a tough thing to really say one way or the other, because how do you quantify that, right? Like, did you spend that money because you're already making a certain amount of money, and so you're already safe because you don't lose subscribers or you gain just enough? Again, I, I think these are questions that, we have to ask, and I don't really have a lot of good answers to it. That's really an, not my area of expertise when it comes to uh, the streaming side of it. Because they don't release the numbers. As you all know, I'm a numbers person, and when you don't have the numbers... Scott McKenzie says, Bezos the Defiler. Yes. Bezos, Bezos. I don't even care what his name is pronounced. Super says, Not unless it was Game of Thrones that gave them the idea, because Benioff and Vice were so incon- inexperienced then... But then D&D were only good at it for as long as they had books to adapt. Yeah, once they lost the books, oof, went off a cliff very, very quickly. All right, chat has jumped on me once again, like it always does. Right now, I can say that it is 7.45 in the chat, 8.12 in real life. So our show, has we got about 18 minutes left in the show. But as you can see, I'm about 30 minutes behind, which happens. It happens. Oh, Laura's back. <laughs> Let's see. Hardwick says, My verdict on Elvis is that Austin Butler is great. Tom Hanks is interesting, and the movie itself is a mixed bag. It's entertaining, but has a lot of inaccuracies. It is way too fast-paced. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. I've heard that from others. But it's interesting that it's a... I think you... Was it you that mentioned it being fast-paced in a previous stream, or someone else had, where I was intrigued by that because it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. So for a two-and-a-half-hour movie to feel fast-paced... Uh, yeah, that, that that kind of kind of causes concern. Alejandro says, by flop, I mean it's technically losing to not only uh, House of the Dragon in terms of views, but also Kenobi, even though Kenobi is also trash and Disney Plus has considerably less subscribers according to Samba TV. Yeah, I haven't looked at the Samba TV numbers in comparison. Um, I haven't seen what the numbers are specifically for what the opening night of Rings of Power was. But I have to imagine it was a pretty large opening night, just based on, again, how much money they, they put into it. Um, the fact that the servers were crashing seems to indicate that they weren't expecting the number of people that were watching it. Or they designed it that way. Again, depending on which direction you want to go. There, there are the conspiracies, of course. But, again, I think that it's going to be hard for us to really tell whether or not it is truly a flop in the sense of money actually being lost. Because of the way those tend to, to work out. Cleavis McDonald says, is it really stealing if the cookie samples are free? <laughs> uh, nice. Let's see. Uh, Nearside Cyclops, tag to say, canceled my prime over this mess. Canceled Netflix over cuties. Getting tough to find things to watch that are not all over a decade old these days. Yeah, it is. Uh, unless, of course, you're willing to sail the high seas, basically. It definitely becomes a uh, much difficult, much more difficult thing. Giant Rat says, anyone who is anyone rolls their R's in public. <laughs> of course. Of course. 
How how could I be so blind as to not see that? <laughs> oh, by the way, I just I just checked to see because sometimes I check the the messages to see if 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 there's any emergencies going on. It's my mom asking it about my back. So it's been raining here for the, it's finally stopped raining, but it was raining for a good few days. And so we have some older wooden stairs in the back. And so when it's been raining for a while, consistently, right, some, I guess, algae or whatever builds up. And so it becomes a little bit more slick. So I was trying to bring my dogs outside the other day and I slipped and it was awful. I slipped and fell right on my back. Luckily I must've fell in the right place because I got a brush burn there but uh, the worst thing was my hand. You can probably see right now the, yeah, scratches there. That This has been the worst part. It's just very, yeah, pain. Lots of pain in the words of A Knight's Tale. A truly phenomenal movie, by the way, if you've never seen it. Highly, highly recommend it. Snort of Poopus, his member says, there is a subtlety, tr- subtly trilled R. And then there's a terribly overdone rar, which is what I suspect they are doing. The actors in the Jackson movies were doing very subtle trills. Again, though, it is not, if they're all doing it, that is not on the actors only. That is going to be on the director. Again, they are being told to pronounce it in a specific fashion. All right. I think, again, we, we have to try to take this from a more nuanced approach. That's just my own take. Asajj says, ordinary times seem so contradictory these days. The more I see, the more I worry we are becoming Americanites. Yeah, and that's the reason why I follow the the old calendar. That's why time after Pentecost makes a lot more sense to me. It also, to me, is able to make more sense of my day-to-day because I'm living in the time after the season of Pentecost, meaning I'm living in the time after, and then it reminds me, of course, every week of confirmation and of the graces received from it. From, of course, the, the biblical historical account of Pentecost as well. Again, there, there's a lot more to it than that. Whereas with ordinary time, it's like, oh, what's ordinary time? Well, it's just to see Christ in our ordinary lives. It's like, that's not nearly as deep. Just just saying that out there. That's, that's our theological note of the day. Uh, Super says, people have given the cast a lot of crap, but I agree. 90% of the cast performing poorly is most definitely a leadership problem. The scripts don't help feel bad for most of the actors. As I said, right, if an actor or an actress is rolling their R's and you're defining that as bad acting, if they're all doing it, again, that's on the director. That's on the director. Again, I think the show has bad direction and I think it has bad writing. The actors, though, as far as what they are giving with what they're being given is not, objectively speaking, bad. I think a lot of that's coming more so from people who have other issues with the show, which I think are valid because there are tons of issues to have with the show. But I don't think the acting is, is really one of them. Egg says, I don't have any major streaming services anymore and find all I want to watch on free to be or rented from Redbox, says Egg over on Odyssey. Yeah, I think a lot of people are definitely starting to feel that way. That's for sure. Uh, Daniel Thorne over on Odyssey just says, you're supposed to have a Band-Aid. So don't worry. I had Band-Aids over this all day. So don't, this happened a couple days ago. So I had Band-Aids and don't, I, I put all the stuff that I needed to on it. Um, I had band-aids on it all day today. Um, and so I'm just letting it air out a little bit. I'll I'll have them on again tonight. Cause yeah, it definitely still hurts. <laughs> don't worry though, Daniel Thor, don't worry. In fact, uh my my wife was going to the store and so I instead of doing the band-aids because it just takes forever with it takes it's just again the, the cuts are in different places. Um I asked for some like gauze. So what I'm gonna do is put the 
Neosporin on and then wrap it because then that way I think it'll just be easier in the long run. And uh, yeah, because this morning it was like such a pain. I was getting ready for, for work and there I am like having to, you know, especially with where it is on my hand, it's like having to put the band-aids on. Oh, it's, it's awful. <laughs> All right, let's see. Rosie says, Owen, whether acting is good or bad is subjective. You may find it one way or another. We're both entitled to our opinion on it. No, as I said, so Rosie, so there's definitely a subjective element to how we view acting, but there are objective elements to acting itself. It's the, the, the example I try to give whenever it comes to movies in general, trying to showcase the objective subjective is something like The Room, all right? I can objectively say that Tommy Wiseau is a bad actor because there are objective qualities to acting that I can see he does not have. Whereas I look to Rings of Power and I can say, okay, objectively speaking, they are doing, right, typical basic acting 101 and they're doing it just fine. But I can also recognize that the writing is really bad. So, again, you can absolutely subjectively say you don't enjoy the performances. But I honestly think it has more to do with the writing and the direction than it does with the actual actors themselves. And, again, I think that that is where the subjectivity comes into play. But to say that they're objectively bad, it's like, no, no, no. Tommy Wiseau is objectively bad. (laughs) These actors, no. We really can't say that. Giant Rat tag to say, I found her acting to be shallow, no depth, only anger throughout. Again, that is a big problem when it comes... Because that's her character. (laughs) Again, that is more of a problem with the writing because that is the character. The character is being written to be very, very shallow and to be angry all the time. So, again, I think that the issue that we have, a lot of us have with the show is actually much more about writing and direction than it is with the actual uh, performers themselves. Luca, Father Luca says, if I understand correctly, the visuals rings of power are great. Acting is okay. Everything else is complete disaster. Is that a correct assessment? No surprise there. Father Luca, I think that's probably the best way to, to view it, to be honest. I think that's probably the best way to put it into words is, yeah, the visuals, you can definitely tell that they put a lot of money into it. I would not say that all the visuals are great. Some of them, are, it's just so artificial because of how much CG green screen that they use. Um, yeah, the acting is, is fine, right? I, I would say that some of the actors are, are even good. It's just sad that they're being given some really crappy material and some really bad direction. All right. So 821, about nine minutes left. Let me try and see if I can catch up with the chat here. Father Lucas says, so what you're saying is comparison to drinking bleach, the house of dragon is great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if, if rings of power is drinking bleach, or, or watching grass grow out of boredom, then yes, uh, Father Luca, I think that would also be a, a valid comparison for sure. Let's see. Soul Assassin's Dad say, Elon Musk, uh, Musk called out Rings of Power 2, said Tolkien must be rolling his grave. Yeah, I saw that being shared around. Uh, I think I saw it on the Discord a couple of times. And yeah, it's again, because I think anyone with eyes can see, yeah, there's some really bad problems with the show. Specifically, the writing and the direction. Hardwick. Tag to say, speaking of fantasy football trash talk, there's a video of Palm Clemente. Uh, I don't care about pronunciation there. Mantis from Gardens. Trash talking Chris Hemsworth, fantasy football team in song. She was savage. Nice. David L says, people just don't understand Triumph of Rings of Power. It is Tolkien's version of Ocean's 8. Ah, yes. How did we miss it? Tolkien rose from the dead and wanted to make a spin-off of Ocean's 8, wanted to do a remake, reboot of Ocean's 8. That's what it actually is. (laughs) 
The Spying Eye of Mordor. Oh, man, I should have been... I can't roll my R's. See, if I was given that direction, I wouldn't be able to follow it because I can't actually roll my R's. So, line delivery would not be nearly as, as cringe as what we have been seeing in the show. But again, that's a direction. What's going on, Spying Eye of Mordor? Phase, what's going on? Phaser 1x. Phaser times 1. Harvey says, what are your thoughts on Morphid Clark's statement that she had to go to therapy after filming Rings of Power action scenes? Again, I think that there's a lot of things that we could talk about as far as statements that have been made by the actors and by the show creators. Again, there's a lot of problems with the show, and I've not been kind to the show if you've actually like listened to the things that I've said. The only thing that I've defended is the actual acting ability of the actors. Again, I think that to try to say that the acting and the actors are terrible is very much missing the force for the trees and is very much skipping over the writing and direction, which is what really a lot of it's coming from. Tina says, House of the Dragon is already renewed for a second season. That makes sense to me. Amazon Abizos, the supervillain have to do five seasons or suffer a cancellation fee from the Tolkien estate. But either way, right? So either way, though, they're fine. If you think about it, because think again, how much money, how much raw net profits Amazon is making on a given year? E- even if we were to say, oh, they spent a billion dollars on this on this show. Think about that in the context of that company. As long as they don't lose any subscribers because of this show, that's a tax write-off, unfortunately. Or at the very least, uh, a lot of that could be a tax write-off, unfortunately. So... Yeah, I'm not surprised by House of the Dragon. As I said, I could see it getting renewed for a season two. And I think that, again, depending on where it goes, three, four seasons max would be my guess. If it goes more than that, I I think that's when we're going to start to see really early on. Oh, oh, you think that our enjoyment of this show, because it's not as bad as Ringers of Power, and it's not as bad as season eight of Game of Thrones, means that we think it's a good show. Oh, contraire, you are very mistaken. You are very, very mistaken. You are very much missing the nuance of of what we're trying to say when it comes to it. Uh, Let's see. Egg over on Odyssey says, Tubi used to be terrible. You couldn't fiddle with the volume without it thinking you were trying to skip an ad or restarting the film. But now ad block works and no problems. Interesting. Abomination says, She is written as stone, but I'm willing to bet that sometime later they transform her character into a ship she stops presenting as a heart of stone, stone stone-faced, cold-hearted, and all the other cliches and they think it will blow people's minds at how clever the metaphor is. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised with that either. And as I said, I think that what you have there is just yet another sign of just, again, how, how bad the writing is. The reason why it's so boring is because the writing is bad. Because if you have bad writing, it means not only do you have a bad story, it means you also have bad pacing, of which the show has in droves. And it also means that your poor actors have to deliver lines and are being directed to deliver them in a certain way where you're like, ooh, yeah, there's going to be a bit of a problem there. Going to be a bit of a problem there. Tim Elf, what's going on? Nearside Cyclops, $90 million will dig a lot of village wells. Facts. Super. Time to say, House of the Dragon also has less content to work with. The book series is only supposed to be two parts. And of course, it's unfinished because it's George R.R. Martin. My guess is it'll have four seasons. Yes. The question is, in the fourth season, when they've caught up with the book or done whatever they can with the book and are now starting to do things on their own, do they pull a Benioff and Vice or do they actually create a decent show? Who knows? Who knows? 
Assange says six hours. I'm assuming that's the... Was that how long uh, FNT went this past week? Yeah, again, I, I was in bed by the end of it <laughs> because I'm a human being who has a full-time job and, and a family <laughs> who, I, who I care about enough to not try to come in late at night and wake up and, yeah. Because, like, I could be really late up at night and doing the long streams and all the stuff like that, but then I'd be, you know, waking my wife up who's already not good of a sleeper, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Family comes first. Father says, just popping in to say a quick hi at high school softball game. Hey, Father, congratulations again on the school year. Hope it's going well so far. Super says, that's what happened on FNT. That sucks. Sorry, I love you guys. Uh, so no disrespect, but if I may, that's an indicator of the show's... Well, again, it's it's because of the... We had an extra guest on this week. That was what it came down to. Because we, we had three people who are much more knowledgeable about... Uh, Tolkien, for instance, than I am. You know, I I know a little. I am definitely not an expert by any means, and that's why I tend to, you know, especially with this chat, who I know there are a lot of people that are much either bigger fans at the very least, or at the very least, mo- a lot more well versed. That even makes sense uh, <laughs> than I am when it comes to that lore, to be able to fill in some of the gaps that I might have. But it also, again, makes sense because those are the kinds of people that you want talking about the, the first week or so. But, yeah. It also is an indication of the software specifically having really bad limitations as well. Let's see. Father says, can't really tag as I'm on my phone. Father, I totally understand. That's one of the worst things. That's why typically I'm not at a computer. Typically, I'm walking around. And so normally when I pop into streams, I feel so bad because people are tagging me and being like, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, I can't tag any of you. Because YouTube sucks and YouTube... It's amazing that so many years on, since YouTube started streaming, they still have not figured out how to get you... How to get and create the ability for you to tag people. Like, that seems like it has to be such an easy fix. It's almost as if they, they do it on purpose. Miss Minnesota fan says, I do not look of any... I do not like the look of any of the male characters in Rings of Power. Way too girly looking. Uh, it's a turn off. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. There's no gruffiness to them. I, I, I think the gruffiest look... The only gruffy characters are the Hobbits. Oh, sorry. Harfoots. The Hobbits. But even them, it's like... You're like... By pretty, I mean... You don't... It looks like you're just wearing makeup. <laughs> it's like... You're way too pretty as, as a Hobbit. I guess you could look back to the originals and see some similar things. But it's like they're trying to make them look... I think the difference is that... In, in Rings of Power, they're trying to make them look dirty, but in the process, all that it does is make it look like they have makeup on. <laughs> all right, it is 8.30, um, and so we are at time. I'm going to try and get through as many comments as I can. Bill Himmel tag say, do you think MCU has a future? It's going downhill, dude. Uh, I, I look at everything going on with the movies. I, I look at the comparisons between other franchises, and I, I look at the comparisons of how many... Audience members were lost just between Doctor Strange and Thor. And I, yeah, I, I think that there's going to be some fool's gold with Wakanda Forever because I do think that show is going to do better than some people, that movie's going to do better than some expect, specifically because of the domestic audience. I hope I'm wrong on that, but again, that's just where my own gut feeling goes. I think that's going to be fool's gold. I think next year, though, especially when we get to the Marvels, I think that's going to be a telltale sign. Uh, Miss Minnesota High Fan says, I like good looking men with swords. Yeah, I don't really have that at all in Rings of Power. 
Super says, I heard from Clownfish TV, Bezos' goal for Rings of Power is to get three to five million new Prime subs. If the goal isn't reached, people are getting fired. Yeah, and, and that's going to be ultimately, I think, the most interesting aspect, because if that is indeed true, if that is their goal, um, I don't know if there is a way that we keep a, keep track of that. Father Luca, 30 minutes behind, that's not terrible. Eh, it's definitely on the higher end. Harwick, have you seen CinemaCon footage of Tom Cruise talking to the audience while standing on a biplane? No, but I've seen an image of it. So, David L. says, Sail the high seas. I see what you're implying. Gar. Asajj, the disappointing part about the Elvis movie was it didn't show the part where Forrest Gump teaches him to dance. <laughs> you're right. I can't see the movie now. That's historically accurate, and I cannot see that movie now. That must be what Hardwick was talking about with the historical inaccuracies. Snorpiba says, I rolled my R's once. They went under the refrigerator and I never saw them again. Yeah, if I could roll my R's, I would have done that joke more appropriately, but I can't. Gary says, ouch. Ouch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When I showed my hand. Again, that's how far back I am. Yeah. <laughs> Pain is good. It tells you your limits, but don't seek it often. Trust me. I did definitely not seek that. Uh, Rosie, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, again, it's one of those things, too, where as I was falling and as I landed, I was just like, are you kidding me? I was just like, really? And a lot of it was because of the fact that whenever it rains, poor little River, she just hates going outside. So she does her business in the house. It drives me crazy. And so <laughs> I probably was just not even thinking completely. All those factors, slippery steps, etc. Um, Yeah. Soul Assassin, are you going to take that from those stairs? Get the chainsaw ready. We do need to replace the stairs. That absolutely is a fact. So maybe if I remember it down the line, if we're replacing them, maybe I'll take my, my, I remember that time. You made me slip. Leslie Darkin, Darkin, what's going on? Rosie says, I don't know what to make of this, but we're both wearing the same t-shirt. Oh, well, we both shop at the best place then. And that's anything that is created by Drunk3PO. Uh, it's edited like a quick music video. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Again, try to get through as many of these comments back. Uh, Andrew, I saw this comment. I didn't leave. I did not leave. Uh, again, last week, I was there in the chat ready to come on. Unfortunately, there was not enough room for me. So they, they wouldn't let me on. There was not enough room. Uh, so I plan on being there this week. Hopefully, it is not full. Again, it's because we had an extra guest. We usually have two max. We had three this week. And because I always have a late start because of, again, family and work, it means that, uh, yeah, it happens. Brightburn, are you aware of the Last of Us Part 1 remake is basically Last of Us Remastered from the PS4 with prettier visuals? I did not because I'm not much of a gamer. Not much of a gamer. Let's see. Let's get these last comments. Fred Farkle, what's going on? Arcane, Tag say, any thoughts on The Whale and Brendan Fraser's comeback? I uh, have not heard of it. But hey, uh, Brendan Fraser, like like a like like a comeback for him, for sure. Harvey says, saying hobbits don't exist yet in timeline, but we have Harfoots. It's like saying dogs don't exist yet, but we have poodles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Story Paper says, if hobbits exist in Second Age, and they may have, they were so far east, they wouldn't, uh, they would not have appeared in any of the stories that didn't cross into the Western Middle-Earth until the third. Oh, trust me, as I said, I think that the biggest problem with the show is that it's not Tolkien. And the second biggest problem with the show is that it's a giant boar. 
Glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, Hardwick, JKD Buck, yeah, you're, you're pretty late. You're pretty, pretty late. Where did you get Tarkin from? I need to see it. I mentioned it previously, JKD Buck. It's from, it's a, it's a musical. It's actually a musical version of Star Wars. It's called Annie the Musical, A-N-I, right, for Anakin. And it's an interesting one because the actors actually don't sing. It's the band singing the whole time. But the band's lyrics are hilarious because they're all Star Wars based. There's one song, and it's a love song in the show. And it literally is all of the Anakin one-liners. All of the cringy one-liners that he says to Padme. It's turned into a song. And it's hilarious. Check out Annie and I because that's where I get the Dorkin. Jeffrey Dorkin. Because the actor that plays uh, Darth Vader is hilarious. So, <laughs> don't watch it if you're wanting to have a serious take on Star Wars. Just let me put it out there. Uh, the musical part should have given that away. Anyway, thank you all very much for hanging out this evening. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for, for your love. Thank you for your support. Really do appreciate it a lot. But I do need to be heading out. Again, a huge shout out to... Uh, Tina, thank you very much for being here modding tonight. Shout out to Stephanie B as well. Uh, again, Stephanie B will not be modding on Tuesdays anymore because of work. So, Stephanie B, thank you just uh, again for always being here on Tuesdays, for always trying the hardest you can to, to get here whenever you could. So, enjoy your Tuesdays. Take your time getting home. Thank you again, Tina, for hanging out. And, of course, thank you as well to Laura for hanging out. I saw her in the chat as well so you guys are awesome shout out to the mods make sure you show them some love on the way out thank you to all the members in the chat for hanging out tonight and for everyone who who watched tonight again time is the most precious gift that you can give so thank you again for being here smash the like button light the fire button odyssey you guys are all amazing and beautiful people i will see you hopefully on friday we'll see we'll see hopefully on friday again i i will be there um hopefully again giving up social media as well definitely makes things a little bit more difficult uh as far as communication is concerned uh so Again, I plan to be there. I'll be there in the chat, and uh, and hopefully I'll be able to to, to jump in today, uh, and, or jump in on Friday. If not, hey, I'll I should be live on Saturday. I have no plans to not be live on Saturday. So if not, I will see you then. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And once again, a shout out to Joey uh, Joey Horn. Again, I'm going to add you to the shout out list. Uh, probably in the next day or so. Anyway, you guys are all amazing. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out for all of my September Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting off with my Patreon members, Chris from the 80s, that's his YouTube channel, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange High Reviews, you can also find on YouTube by the same name, Rosetta Allen, YouTube's name is Eagle Rider, Stan Andrian, and Miss Martin Muses, and that is her YouTube channel. Thank y'all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. Also, for all my Subscribestar peeps, Matt317, that's his Twitch channel name, support him there, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Ron, The Beer Guru, and ZK-Man. Thank you, K-Man, as well, and you can find him at xtheboundaries.co, and thanks to all of my Subscribestar members. And lastly, to my Locals members, Locals has definitely been hopping a lot more recently. Uh, shout out to Miss Miss rather, Miss Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad Dog. 
Mad Dog, MUAB, Mad Dog, Mike Jackson for the win, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer Robert Barnes. Thank you all for supporting me over on Locals. And if you want your name shouted out vocally at the end of every single live stream and video, make sure that you support me over on Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals. And you can find out more information about it on those websites and check out the top link in the video description below if you want to find out more about how to get that, access to podcasts that I do with John the Flick Flickinger, and also how to be featured on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream, which I do once a month with my Chosen of Valhalla members. And it's always a lot of fun. Anyway, that's going to be it for me today. You guys all have an amazing rest of your day. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Beautiful people. And as always, God bless.